The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This is the Business Locker Room Show with Kelly Riggs. In business, you have to play to win. You need an edge. You'll find that edge in the business locker room. Hey, business is like sports, and I want to bring the locker room to the boardroom. Giving you the playbook and the coaching you need to improve your business performance. With compelling interviews, cutting-edge business tactics and ideas, and the X's and O's segment with Miles Austin. I welcome in my good friend, Miles Austin. Welcome to the business locker room. Now, here is your host, Kelly Riggs. Hey, welcome in, everybody. Great to have you here on BizLocker Radio, brought to you by the Business Locker Room. As we do each and every week, this is show number 67, and a fantastic show in front of us is uh, we will be joined shortly by Oren Clough. If you, it, you you don't want to miss this show. If you're in the sales world or have anything to do with it, even tangentially, this is a show that you want to grab onto, take a lot of notes. You're going to want to listen to it several times. And by the way, we're on Blab today. Glad, glad you guys are joining us. And I know Oren will be on uh, Blab shortly. He's taking a seat and he's going to be a part of the show as well. Hey, if you're uh, if you're looking to improve your business performance in any way, this is definitely the show for you. Compelling conversations, useful content you can use starting today. You want to uh, improve your business, you want to sell a product, manage a team, lead a company, this is definitely the show where you can do all of those things better. We have experts in sales, marketing, social media, business strategy, leadership, much, much more and just absolutely uh, have a great time doing it as well. Just fantastic guests online. And hey, you want to do like I do, you can find us at bizlockerradio.com, but you can also join us on iTunes and uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. So much content on each and every one of these shows that you want to take it, you want to listen to it on your daily commute. I download it, put it on my mobile, Bluetooth it into my car, and spend time in the daily commute listening to the show. Great show lined up for you this week. Next week, by the way, if you're joining us uh, on Blab next week, Jeffrey James, the Inc. columnist, will be on board. We'll talk about business without the nonsense. Uh, this guy's got an entertaining blog. I hope you're reading it. The week after that's Labor Day. We're going to take that time off, but uh, we'll be back after that. Booked out through the end of the year. Fantastic guests. A lot of emphasis on sales through the end of the year. You're going to want to be a part of it. As I mentioned, show number 67, and Oren Clough will be my guest. We'll talk about pitching anything. Uh, at later part of the show, Miles Austin will join us, as he always does. We'll do X's and O's. We'll put it up on the chalkboard for you. He's going to introduce another new tool. It's called XIQ. He previewed it a little bit last week. I think it's going to be something that you're interested in, particularly if you are in sales. Well, our guest, as I mentioned, Oren Clough is uh, online with us. Let me tell you a little bit about him. I actually got connected to him uh, sort of uh, in an indirect way. I had um, Mark Devine on the show who was a former Navy SEAL commander, wrote a, sh- a book called The Way of the Seal, and he introduced me to a guy named David Bork, and David 
referred me into Oren, and so I'm excited to have him on the show. And I, I found out just before we started talking with Miles that I think we share a couple of other uh, connections as well. But Oren is a guy who wrote the book, Pitch Anything, and it's a book about pitching to venture capital firms, but uh, it, it's mesmerizing for salespeople. Really gets into neuropsychology, gets into what he calls neuroeconomics. We're going to touch some of that today. And I can promise you we're getting ready to rock your world. Is, is If you're a sales guy, and whether you're starting or you've been around a long time, you're going to move the needle in big ways today. Oren, great to have you on the show, man. Thanks for joining me. Kelly, sir. Um, well, as, let me make sure I don't get an echo here. Hey, good to meet you in person over the interwebs. Yeah, great to have you as well. Man, I, I tell you, I talked to David Bork. I went out to San Diego and went to see uh, Mark and the guys at uh, SealFit. And David said, hey, have you ever heard of a guy named Oren Clough? And I said, no, I haven't, which shocks me as much as I read and as exposed as I am to the world of selling and, and business. And he said, you need to pick up his book, Pitch Anything. Well, I got on my iPad, got it immediately, read it on the plane on the way back, and uh, sent him an email and said, man, this guy's crazy good. I l- absolutely love so much of what he's, he's doing is stuff that we've kind of used and pieced together, but we never did it in a way that so, has such methodology to it. I mean, you've, you've got the science behind it, and you drive right into it. So I'm, I'm excited. I watched uh, your London Real um, interview, which was fantastic. That was a lengthy interview, but it was absolutely uh, fantastic as well. So great to have you on the show, man. Yeah, well, once I warm up, it's hard to get rid of me. So uh, that's what I found out. Oh, the well, good. Of my voice is so is so pleasant to my own ears, you know. <laughs> then once it starts going, as as is with uh, most salespeople. Yeah, I started saying, no wonder you're in sales. Yeah. You get it right out of the shoot, right? Well, hey, pitch yeah. anything. How, how long has pitch anything been on the market now? Uh, I wrote pitch anything uh, in the uh, year of our Lord sixteen sixty two. So that's three hundred and forty two years ago. Uh, pitch anything came out, and it's <laughs> yeah, it's been a, a fan favorite. Ever. No, um, I think uh, 2010-2010. Yeah, which is amazing. That, that's why I don't understand why it took me so long to, to, to know about it. But uh, you, you really deep dive in everything that, that is important to me in terms of selling and sales training. But let me ask you first about something you said in the London Real interview. You said, quote, information has no convincing power. Tell me about that. What, what, what's, oh, what's behind okay. that? I see. So Kelly's going to start off with a heat-seeking missile and get right into it, launching scuds in uh, 30 seconds into the interview. No problem. So look, um, I see 500, 600, 700, 1,000 presentations from entrepreneurs, salespeople a year. Uh, they come in uh, to, to our website or program or whatever, and they say, hey, evaluate what I have. Right? And one to the next, the pitch starts like this. Right? Our beer can stamping machine can stamp... 33 beer cans a minute. That is faster than all of our competitors, and we can do it at a 23% reduced cost to anyone else in the market, right? So, so everyone starts with information, and information uh, is not what convinces people. What convinces people are, um, is a, a narrative, a story that they believe is true. Uh, what convinces people is uh, ideas that they can understand, and what convinces people is ideas and information coming into their mind in the pace and the way that they can absorb it. So, you know, that's where sort of the neuroeconomics, neuroscience comes in is, is it's 
until you understand how information or the words you're saying or the ideas that you have as a salesperson get into the human mind, you don't fully appreciate the experience the buyer is having. And I feel like today, sellers sell the way they think they need to. They don't think about how buyers buy, right? And so buyers buy in a way that's comfortable to them, not in a way that you've organized the information. So the classic uh, organization of sales information goes like this. Oh, I, don't, uh, I lost you, Kelly. You're back. You did, made you go away, me yeah. go away, everybody went away. Okay. Yeah, there we go. I there see we go. Okay, great. I'm not seeing you as a uh, problem, so I was trying to get you back up. Oh, I see. Kit, they don't see us. So let's, let's do some technical yeah, we'll do some technical stuff. So when you, when you start writing about this in, in Pitch Anything, it, it's interesting because you start with that side of it. You start with the brain. You start with the three pieces of the brain. And, and yet, as I hear you describe this, you know what I'm hearing, Oren, is the fact that every single sales manager in America, seemingly, I, kn- I know there are exceptions to the rule, but the big broad rule is that's how every sales manager or sales trainer teaches as well. They teach their people to go in, define your product, differentiate your product by telling people how different it is and how well it you know, can, can impact them and all that kind of thing. And it's, it's very much a product pusher type of approach. And, and it is sales management teams that are actually propagating this issue. Yeah. So, and, and by the way, we're just trying to solve something. So you don't see me at all. No, but it's, it's okay. okay. We'll do it at the break. We'll get it worked out. Okay, That's, we'll get uh, it worked out. You're joining us live, by the way, on the radio. Uh, we're on Blab as well. So we're uh, broadcasting oh, lab, uh, okay. live at blab.im. Yeah, I've got you audio. It's fine. Okay. So um, I think what's helpful to understand is how information moves itself through the human mind. So how it physically uh, just transports itself. And so what happens is you believe that when you start opening your mouth and giving information about your product and your ball bearings and your you know, beer can stamping machine, your accounting software, your SaaS software, your insurance services, your consulting services, your medical devices, your philanthropy, your charity, whatever it is, that uh, once you start talking about that, that people appreciate the facts and information and the promise of um, uh, results and success that you're communicating, all right? Because that's what we're taught as salespeople, that when you talk about um, uh, you're going to get a 20% ROI, you're going to get three times more productivity, you're going to uh, reduce costs by 20%, that people um, um, latch on to those benefits, right? And they're going to listen to you. But let's think about how information moves through the human brain. So there's three parts of the brain cover that in the book pretty extensively, but uh, it's important to understand. The first part of the brain to form in human beings, you may have heard this before, but we'll, we'll go through it, is the crocodile brain. Right. Right? The crocodile brain is the, uh, is, the, is the ancient part of the brain that just thinks about survival. Right? And as, as you're probably waiting for me to say, uh, the crocodile brain thinks about three things. Right? It meets you, a salesman, and the brain and the buyer, not their psychology, not their psychographic, not their buyer behavior, but the actual physical human being sees you, sees you start talking, and it thinks one of three things. And you're saying uh, our accounting software can reduce your cost by 20%. It's easier to implement than Quicken or any other accounting system. And, and literally, the, the crocodile brain of the other person says, hmm, this is interesting. Is this something I should eat? Is this something I should kill? Or is this something I should mate with? 
right? <laughs> and, and you see the fundamental disconnect of how the buyer is thinking. You want to communicate uh, differentiation, product specifications, cost savings, and, and they're just thinking, what kind of survival situation is this? Is this something that I want to eat or mate with? And so that's a disconnect in communication flow. Then you say, okay, I get past the survival part of the brain, and obviously I walk into somebody's office, they don't think I'm going to, uh, they're not thinking about eating me in reality, but that's the first reaction. And I'll, and I'll show you how that works, you know, in your own life experience. But um, the second part of the brain, okay, is the, to form and that information has to flow through is, this, is the midbrain, and that thinks about social situations. So the midbrain, as you probably saw in the, you know, other interview, but I'll repeat it here for you, the midbrain thinks about what's the social status of the salesman. If the midbrain believes that the salesman has a, a low social status, he doesn't think the information that the salesman has, that you have, can affect him very well. So the midbrain understands who's a policeman, who's a boss, who's the president, who's the mayor, who's the fire chief versus who's the janitor, who's the golf caddy, who's the crossing guard, you know, who's the... So these things have different status. Not value, uh, not, not social value. You know, garbage men can have important social value and that can be a great person. But sure. in our society, we know the difference between a president and a janitor, right? Yes. And so if the midbrain functionally believes that you're a, a, a low-status person delivering a complex message, it doesn't think um, to listen to you very well. It doesn't pay attention, right? But if you can get through the crocodile brain and convince the crocodile brain this is not a dangerous situation, it's a safe situation um, that, that you're being presented with, and you can convince the midbrain that you're a person of high status, then you reach the neocortex. That's the third part of the human brain. It's the latest to form. It's the most difficult to reach, and you do not automatically get to talk to the neocortex. You have to earn your way up to that part of the brain in order to give them your aim. Only the neocortex can analyze the language and the numbers and the data and the details that you're providing, okay? Uh, yes. um, but, but you don't automatically get the other person to assess what you have until you get past the, the crocodile brain to determine if you're safe, and you get past the midbrain, determines you're a person of status. Only then do you reach the neocortex. Hmm. Interesting. If you're just joining us, Oren Clough is my guest. Find him online at pitchanything.com. Follow him on Twitter as well, at pitchanything. And by the way, this is, this is a book you definitely have to add your arsenal if you haven't read it already. Pitch Anything, an innovative method for presenting, persuading, and winning the deal. You know, automatically what you're talking about in terms of status, the midbrain really rings true. As a young sales manager, one of the things I found out is, is that when I went and worked with one of my salespeople, I would have them introduce me as the, you know, the big boss from afar. I was the VP of sales or the division sales manager. Immediately, we got way more meetings than that salesperson got by himself. And it made me realize immediately, you have to find ways to build that credibility that will, that will make people want to see you regardless of what your title is. And I think that's where you're going with that. What are some of the yeah, ways that people do that? Yeah, let's talk about those three topics. So you have rapport, right? Mm -hmm. You have credibility and you have status. And people tend to think these are all the same things. Again, you know, rapport is kind of that uh, uh, Tony Robbins uh, um, right. sense that you build um, a, a relationship with somebody and you make yourself feel like them. Oh, you play golf? 
I love golf. Your sister went right. to Northwestern University. My sister went to Northwestern University. You love uh, uh, snowboarding. I love snowboarding. You love, uh, uh, you know, glam rock. I love glam rock, whatever it is. And you make them feel, so that's rapport, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, but I don't think that somebody's going to buy from you ever in today's world because they like you. People buy from you because they believe in your product. It has a clear value proposition and there's evidence they're going to get the results that you say they're going to get, whether it's insurance or medical devices or consulting or training or ball bearings, whatever it is, right? So rapport, I think, can waste a lot of time and salespeople are trained to get rapport, right? But nobody's going to buy from you because uh, you're, you know, your sister and their sister went to the same university, you know, at some point in time. Um, well, so the, the, the fact of the matter is, is, I got a business to run. I don't have time for that nonsense, right? I mean, people get irritated by it. Well, they get irritated. And the larger the sale, you're going to go to committee, and that's not a convincing argument at committee. Right. Uh, um, you know, so maybe, maybe if you're selling, you know, sort of some small consumer item, but I'm not involved with that. I'm involved with, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars and millions of dollars of transactions. The deals that we do have to go to committee. Nobody's going to go to committee and say, well, you know, he enjoys snowboarding, and I love snowboarding, so we've got to do this deal, right? So, so rapport doesn't buy you much, although, uh, and it takes a lot of time to establish. So the next thing, you know, is credibility. Um, uh, it, credibility is not something you can give someone, right? They have to arrive on it on your own. Uh, so the last thing is status. The status, uh, as psychologists see it, it, involves three things. One is celebrity, right? So Brad Pitt has high status. Right. Um, um, status has wealth, right? So you think about um, uh, Warren Buffett uh, has wealth, and it has power So the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff, right? Sure. He has a lot of power. That's where status really comes from. We don't have that, right? So we have to manufacture status for ourselves. It's a little different what you said. See, I don't chase down credibility for status. So, so the way a lot of people do that is with track record, right? So we, um, you know, we, uh, our service is swimming pools. We installed swimming pools for Mrs. Jones. We installed a swimming pool for the YMCA. We uh, have done 20 swimming pools in this neighborhood with the highest ranked swimming pool service. So that's all information. Right? I don't think it's that convincing early on in a pitch or a sales conversation. It's just information. It doesn't mm-hmm. have. Um, so status is different. Right? Uh, status is that the buyer begins to understand he's not the most important person in the relationship, that you, the seller, are. Now, there's some fundamentally interesting things that are different from what we've been taught. So what happens is in a typical sales situation, the, uh, the buyer lords over you, right? He can write the check. He can give the sales contract. He can uh, provide you the purchase order. He can give you the win, right? Do you want to take mm-hmm. home to the home office or, or whatever and say, I made a sale. So what happens is you believe that the buyer is more important than you are. And that is when you start supplicating to the buyer, walking on eggshells, doing him favors, offering to do discounts. Those are the things that lower your status, right? So credibility doesn't buy or get status. First of all, you don't have classic status, wealth, celebrity, right. and power, right? Look, you and I may be in celebrities. You know, I go to the mall. People recognize me. You walk out on the street. People recognize you from the show. Um, but, but that's not, you know, but when you right. go into to a customer, you know, there, you're just some sales dude. I'm just some sales dude. Uh, and, and we don't have, we start these meetings, limited power, um, limited status, limited celebrity. And the buyer's really going, show me what you have. 
I'm busy. I have another meeting to go to. That's our starting point, right? Mm -hmm. So from that point, we have to convince the buyer of a couple things, right? That we are, we the salesperson are the most knowledgeable, the most credible, the most experienced, the most ethical, and the, and the, the funnest person in this industry to work with. That's what raises your status, right? If the right. buyer believes that, that his checkbook is the most important thing in the relationship, right, then um, he will um, make life difficult for you and ask you for discounts. So we got we to gotta switch the idea that you as a salesperson are chasing the buyer and get it turned around so he is chasing you. So that's the fundamental question. Not how can I convince the buyer of what I have. Not how can I arrange my information so it will be convincing. Not how can I um, provide a value proposition that is so high the buyer will feel like he needs it. The, the fundamental question in sales is how can I make the buyer feel like he needs me more than I need him? When you've done that, the sale becomes easy. You don't need a close. You don't need a trial close. You don't need to overcome objections because the buyer is chasing you. So if you ask that question, then you start to get in some areas um, that are very interesting. So give you, uh, to, to you, you asked me a very specific question. How can, um, how can we make uh, a buyer understand that he's not more important than you? Uh, so I see nearly every salesperson start a meeting like this. Uh, thank you, Kelly, so much for um, allowing me to come here to your office and meet with you. Right. Really appreciate right. the opportunity. I've, I've prepared an amazing presentation, spent a couple hours on it. I think you're really going to love it. You know, if you choose to buy a beer can stamping machine from us, I promise you this, the customer is always right. You can call me on Sunday afternoon. You can, if I'm not there, call my mom. Here's her cell phone. She'll find me. You can reach me anytime and, and I'll bend over backwards to make you the happiest customer there ever was. So that is just, Right, just in that opening, there's, oh, there's an so amazing funny. amount of, of bad things happening. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Hey, let me stop you right there. Oren Claw yeah. is our guest. PitchAnything.com. We're low on time. We got to take a timeout. We'll be back in uh, about two minutes. Make sure you stay with us. We'll come back on the other side. Much more of this for more and, and some great stuff as well because there's some fundamental things you've been doing wrong in sales forever. And I'm going to let Oren tell you a little bit more about that. Hey, you're listening to BizLocker Radio. I'm Kelly Riggs. We'll be right back after this break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a sales strategist and leadership coach. Now in his ninth year as founder and president of the Business Locker Room, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One -on -one Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, and Quit Whining and Start Selling, a step-by-step -step guide to a Hall of Fame career in sales. Both are available on Amazon or at bizlockerroom.com. For more information on hiring this two-time National Salesperson of the Year to speak at your next event or to train your leadership team, visit bizlockerroom.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, 
self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Hi, this is Jeff Shore, author of Be Bold and Win the Sale. More great business ideas straight ahead in the Business Locker Room. Hey, great to have you back on Biz Locker Radio. Fantastic show today. It's called Pitch Anything featuring Oren Clough. Hey, stay with us after the next break. Miles Austin will join us. We'll talk about XIQ. I'm really excited to find out what that product's all about, especially if you're in the world of sales. Oren uh, is the author of Pitch Anything, an innovative method for presenting, persuading, and winning the deal. And I've been around a lot of sales guys, a lot of sales trainers, and I've been training salespeople for three decades. I can assure you, this is a book you definitely want to read. He gets it at a at a scientific level, what he calls a neuroeconomic level. It makes a lot of sense. Before we went into the break, or we were talking about what you call in the book frame control. And you, you talk about... Um, you know, status and how that works and, and how it impacts the way people do things. And salespeople, they come in and they just get started completely on the wrong track. Hey, we're, we'll do anything to make you happy kind of thing. And that that really changes the dynamics of the relationship between the salesperson and the, and the uh, prospect, doesn't it? So uh, I think this idea of a frame we could spend, you know, a minute or two on. A frame is exactly like it sounds. It's a window into a social interaction, right? And so two people coming together, a buyer and a seller, are going to see a deal from different perspectives initially. What are those perspectives? Well, I don't know your business, but I'll tell you what they are right now, right? The buyer sees it as he has lots of options and wants to pay a low price. And the seller thinks there are limited options for the seller that he has that for the buyer. The seller has the best product and that the buyer needs to pay a high price. So with these, you, you have two windows that see the exact same thing completely differently, and right. no deal can be closed. It, I can tell you this, you cannot close a deal when two people see the transaction differently. So what, what happens is these frames or these lenses or these views come together, right? And they, they hit each other, and they collide, and they bang together, and they, they, they fight. Right? This is what the sales experience is about, is the fighting of perspective. This, we, the seller, need to give the buyer the perspective that the, the, the uh, product we have, the ball, bearing, uh, the ball bearings that we sell, you know, whatever it is, um, are worth a lot. And the buyer is trying to convince us that they're worth a little. And these two perspectives have to reconcile. And the dominant view will win this social interaction, hmm. right? So, right? So the dominant, so either the buyer will convince you that it is worth a little bit and help you see it his way. Now, by the way, this is not you're either selling or, um, or you're being sold. It's, you know, that's too simplistic. The right. buyer will either convince you of his point of view or you will convince him of your point of view, right? And the, the stronger perspective will win, and, and, and both people um, will then see the transaction through the stronger perspective. So let's bring this down into the real world. Um, you walk into a room or get on a call with the buyer, right? 
And his belief is that he has the money, he can write the purchase order, he can uh, uh, buy for whatever he wants, and therefore he's the most important decision maker in the, the uh, social interaction or in the sale. Right. 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 And so if you buy into that, then you say things like, thank you so much. If his frame is a dominant frame, then you say, thank you, Mr. Buyer. I'm really excited about the possibility of doing business with you. If you don't buy that and you try and give the buyer your frame, you say things like, Kelly, I am glad I could find the time today to spend with you. We're very busy. I've got maybe 45 minutes today to go over the product. Uh, and, and if it looks like we're getting somewhere, I'll try and spend a little bit more time here, right? That is a different frame, a different lens to see the interaction, which is you, the salesperson, are busy, right? You're up here to the buyer, and that even if the buyer just gave you a check, right? You know, halfway through the meeting, you would give it back to him because you don't know him well enough. So another mm -hmm. important uh, way to understand a uh, buyer-seller relationship is that you are evaluating the buyer as much as he is evaluating you. Write that down, uh, internalize that, because it's true, right? If the buyer's a bad buyer, you're not gonna make money on him, you're gonna lose money on him. What's a bad buyer? We've all had them. Somebody who buys the product, returns it, even when it's you know, not returnable. Somebody who buys consulting, right, doesn't pay the bill. Somebody who buys accounting services and after the tax returns are submitted, you know, again, doesn't pay the bill. Somebody who buys a printer but won't reorder ink at the agreed upon rate, or no more. So, so there's lots of buyers who are low margin. So you've got to evaluate a buyer as much as uh, he has got to evaluate you as the seller. And once you start to understand that, you start to get some control over the sales environment, right? Uh, maybe there's a good way to think about it this way. People want what they can't have. Right. right? You think you, you've heard me say that before. Let's just focus on that. People want what they can't have. If you come in, Right? And you say, hey, I'm selling you um, uh, a copier, I'm selling you accounting services, I'm selling you these ball bearings, and the buyer feels like he can have it at any time. In today's world, uh, he's, once he understands what the price is and what the features are, he's done. Right? Thank you very much for coming in. This is something that you know, we'll consider, the buyer says to you. If you have any additional information, send it to us. And then he goes to the internet to look for another supplier at a cheaper price, right? That is what happens when uh, uh, you, you don't do things in the way that the buyer's mind is wired, okay? Buyers are wired to think like this. Um, um, buyers only value that which they pay for, right? So right. if you give them information, if you give them time with you, if you give them free samples, if you give them discounts, in order to woo them, they, they actually aren't wooed. They don't value those things. They only value those things they pay for. And then finally, buyers chase that which moves away from them. So if you're chasing the buyer, he's moving backwards and saying and defending that, right? But, but if in a sale, because you get to a point where you say, listen, um, we're extremely busy. This product is one of our most popular. We sort of... Um, um, we're very, we're fortunate to be very choosy about who um, we get to take as customers. And before you would give me a check or I would sign a contract or we rushed off to do something together, I need to understand more about you. That's a way that you can push on the buyer a little bit and make him explain to you why he would be a good buyer. 
Right? Yeah, I, can, I can tell you for sure, right? If you're just taking any, just, just on autopilot, just trying to sell as hard as you can, you're chasing the buyer. He's moving away from you. He doesn't value what you have very highly. Uh, um, and and he, what he wants to do is he wants to go away, get on the internet, see what his options are at a lower price. And you are chasing him. Until you change that dynamic, you're going to be stuck discounting. So if you don't like discounting, if you don't like long sales cycles, if you don't like chasing buyers around, you've got to fix that situation and get control over this using some of the things we're talking about here. Does that help yeah, it is, for you? It is amazing yeah. how often okay. salespeople do everything wrong from the jump, Or and they, they come in, as you mentioned, the first thing they do is they start the rapport nonsense, which... I mean, there's a certain amount of social, you know, socially acceptable interaction. I get that. But they start off with rapport, and that's not going to go anywhere. Then they begin to supplicate and say, we'll do anything for you. And uh, they start chasing the buyer. They don't, you know, and it becomes just, oh, you're another commodity guy. You're another product pusher. Then the third thing they do wrong is if it wasn't already bad enough. Then they come in and they start to tell you all about their solution, how great it is. And they haven't even defined the problem yet. And you spend a lot of time talking about that as well. So, uh, yeah, if you think uh, there's something so cool about this problem, the, the, the interface or the interaction between problem and solution. So um, if, we, if we open the lines now and sellers called in and we said, hey, sell us your product, right? Uh, give me an example of some, you know, something somebody sells who's listening to this show. Who, who, who might call in if we opened up the lines? No, you you can have all kinds of people calling in sales of you know manufacturing items, widgets, uh, consulting services, uh, insurance. Give I mean, a, you name it. Give me a specific right? item. Give me something specific. Um, uh, let, let's talk. Um, um, let's let's, let, let's use a good one. Let's use uh, outbound marketing software, SaaS stuff. SaaS, software okay. as a you service. Know, um, um, marketing, marketing software. So, yeah. um, you know, Marketo or. Um, Entreport or Infusionsoft or Salesforce.com, right? Right. So let's just take, uh, you know, Infusionsoft as an example. Uh, so so uh, I'm a salesman for an Infusionsoft, right? And the, um, it is nearly impossible for the Infusionsoft salesman, and I've talked to them, to describe a problem that I have as a buyer without immediately filling in on the solution. Right? right? So one of your problems is, Warren, I understand that you have a large list, right? And uh, it's, it's hard to get your emails out. Uh, some of them bounce. So you need a email provider, you know, like Infusionsoft, that minimizes the bounce rate on your emails. Is that right? Yeah, the, you know, that's right. We do have a high bounce rate. Uh, um, great. Well, Infusionsoft has a great, uh, you know, bounce filter, and we work with all of it. You see, it's... Go, uh, um, salespeople go from problem to solution too quickly. Where I think you can develop a huge amount of credibility is to dwell on the problem for a, I would say, five times as long as you dwell on the solution, right? Because w- when you're describing problems, the mind of the uh, buyer is not suspicious of you, is not on the defensive, and is not fact-checking you. Right, they're 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 um, and so they're paying you a lot of attention. You're not raising any red flags, and you're building a lot of credibility. The better you can describe the problem, the more the buyer will trust the solution that you provide, no matter what it is. Right. So so um, 
we, as salespeople, we all have to resist that urge the second that we describe a problem to immediately fill in on a feature or a solution, right? So if I'm selling, you know, Infusion, infusion soft sales uh, software, I might say, hey, it's very difficult to get emails out without a bounce rate. It's also hard to keep a list of 50,000 people straight and knowing when they may or may not be interested to buy. Are those, you know, some of the problems that you're encountering? Yeah, those are the problems I have. Then what the salesperson wants to do next is convince me of how hard it is to solve that problem. Okay. Right. Then when he introduces his solution, right? So he would say something like this. Listen, there are 15 large sales automation software platforms in the market. Right. Um, And they all purport to solve some of the things we've talked about here. But I can tell you, right, um, the difficulty of at a at a uh, of the difficulty of having emails not bounce is one of the most challenging technical solutions in the market today. And any company that has not invested five million dollars and at least two years in this problem cannot do that. So, of the fifteen companies you're looking at, you know. You know, 11 of them are small companies. There's no way they've invested even a million dollars in that problem. Us, Infusionsoft, Entreport, and Salesforce.com. The only companies that have the resources, the engineers, the the, the bench strength to solve the kind of technical problems that you face in your business. So what I did there is I reframed the market of competition down from 15 to 3. Now I only have to deal with three competitors, not a whole range. Right? And, and so now as I continue to describe the problem, all I have to do is, is show the difference between the, our, ourself and the other two guys and make them seem very, very different options. Right? So Salesforce, by the way, and we're using the example you gave me, Kelly, uh, Salesforce is a very, very good enterprise product. And if you have more than 500 employees, I would actually tell you that's a product you should use. It's extremely expensive. It's very hard to deploy, but it is enterprise quality, and you should use it when you get to more than 500 people. Now, sure. I recognize about 100 people today. So that leaves Infusionsoft and Entreport, right? And now you only have to sell against one competitor. And so right. we haven't introduced the solution yet, right? We're just reframing along the problem. So the better you are at describing why what you do is difficult and how other companies are, uh, haven't invested the money or the time or the, the brain power or whatever it is or the effort to have a solution, to, uh, 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 a quality solution in the market, you're selling without having to sell features, right? You're selling on the problem. Is that, yes. let, let's stick on that a little bit because, so, so lots of emphasis on why what you do is hard. And uh, once the buyer is convinced that, the service or product you have is incredibly hard to make, incredibly hard to deliver, then he'll accept the solution that you provide. But if he believes that what you do is easy to do, right, then he'll turn to the internet and look for somebody else at a lower price. Yes, it's such good stuff. It is really hard for me to believe that uh, we've done two segments completely. I don't feel like we've even scratched the service. Uh, surface. What that means, folks, is if you're listening to us online or if you're catching up with us on Blab, it means I'm going to have to supplicate to Mr. Clough to get him to come back and join what is probably the best business show on the planet, and it's very difficult to do well. Uh, am, am I hitting all the hot spots here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, no, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, well, look, I think, I think you do the same thing, right? So you say uh, with your listeners, 
right? So that your inclination is to say, thank you very much um, for uh, coming to my show, right? Um, Biz Locker Radio, we appreciate you having here. It's so nice to have guests like you, and it's, you're a fantastic listener, right? That's something you might say. But I would say that does supplicate a little bit. Maybe we could change it to Biz Locker Radio is a show uh, that it occurs on the radio and on the Internet. I put my 15 years of radio experience on the line every day to bring you some of the best business celebrities, right? And to the degree that you pay attention, you appreciate what I'm doing, I will continue to provide these and even better guests over time. If I feel, <laughs> if I see you not paying attention, if I see you surfing on eBay, if I see you <laughs> buying Jeeps, if I see you looking at, uh, uh, you know, um, ladies out the window of your car, well, that one's acceptable. But if I see you checking text, right, then uh, uh, to the degree that I can, I disconnect you and I focus on viewers, buyers, listeners who appreciate access to some of the best business minds there are today. Is everybody ready to roll? Let's do this. It's BizLocker Radio, and I'm bringing you some uh, amazing sauce today. Let's get it going. Right? So, yeah, so a little bit of a different stuff. perspective. Now, now, you don't want to be snooty. You don't want to be self-aggrandizing. You don't sure. want to be pompous, but it's direct. Hey, look, right? Uh, um, nobody's paying, uh, you know, you're, you're not on uh, the Fox Evening News with, um, you know, and getting paid $3 million a year to deliver what happened with oil and commodities and stocks. You're doing this with your own time, your own money, your own energy, right? And it is a favor to the people of the business world that you're providing them uh, this this uh, high quality guest, high quality information, and I think uh, you know rather than thanking people for coming to the show, you can say it's you know I'm glad that I have the passion and the time and the luxury of money to be able to provide this for you, um, and and uh, it's it, if it's exciting for you as it is for me, I'm willing to continue doing it on your behalf. Uh, that's, that's such good stuff. Oren Clough is our guest. Again, find him at Pitch Anything on Twitter. Make sure you go find the website, pitchanything.com. You're going to want to buy the book, guaranteed. If it's not one of the best books you've read this year or in a long, long time, you get a hold of me and I'll replace it with something you think might be better. We're going to have him back. I'm going to have to have him back. We've got so much more material to cover. And if you're in sales, you've already got three of the biggest nuggets imaginable today that are going to impact uh, your sales performance in the field. Oren, can't thank you enough. Been fantastic. And I'm looking forward to doing it again, my friend. Uh, I, I suggest we do that. You're an excellent radio host. I really uh, am, am, of the many of these things that I do, I'm just very pleased with uh, how you deliver this, uh, the structure of this program. This is a good program. I'd be pleased to come back. Hey, I appreciate that. He's Oren Clough. We're going to take our second time out. We'll come back on the other side. Miles Austin is already with us on Blab. We're going to talk about XIQ. We'll see you after the break. This is BizLocker Radio. I'm Kelly Riggs. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a sales strategist and leadership coach. Now in his ninth year as founder and president of the Business Locker Room, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, and Quit Whining and Start Selling, a step-by-step guide to a Hall of Fame career in sales. Both are available on Amazon or at bizlockerroom.com. 
For more information on hiring this two-time National Salesperson of the Year to speak at your next event or to train your leadership team, visit bizlockerroom.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. This is Dan Walshman, and you're listening to the Business Locker Room Show with Kelly Riggs. Speaking of Dan Walshman, by the way, uh, Miles and I were talking uh, in the break. And I, I think Dan Walshmit may be somebody that's kind of a connection with uh, Orrin Clough and, and me and you and him. But uh, Dan Walshmit, by the way, Waldo, the very, very first guest, episode number one here on uh, Biz Locker Radio. Hey, great to have you back. And many thanks to Orrin Clough for joining us uh, on, on this episode number 67. We will have him back. The guy's stuff is brilliant. And uh, you're going to learn more about selling and what it takes to be successful in front of a customer just reading his book than many that I've seen out there. Hey, we turn to X's and O's with my good friend, Miles Austin, and he's on Blab with us as well. If you're joining us on Blab, great to have you. Miles, we're going to talk about XIQ today. How are you, my friend? Doing great, man. I enjoyed it. I, I read Oren's book right when it came out. I, I got Oren's book as a reference from Dan Walshmit a couple of years ago when it came out, and uh, I've read it several times. It's a great book. No, no question. I, you know, I really enjoyed uh, all of the pieces and parts of that, and, and, and I've got pages and notes here to go back and, um, and hit with him. Hey, by the way, next week, Miles, Jeffrey James joins us on the show. He's the ink columnist. I'm really looking forward to that. He, uh, he wrote a fantastic book, and he's got a great blog, really highly trafficked blog. I'm excited. As we continue to raise the bar, as we've seen today, and we'll continue to see through the end of the year, the guests that we get. But part of the allure of the show in my book is what you bring to the table when we start talking about um, different types of productivity tools. And you've got one of those today I'm really excited about. XIQ is the tool. Give us the overview. What's it all about? I will, Kelly, but I have to tell you, I've never heard Allure and Miles Austin in the same sentence before. You know, that, was, that was a poor choice of words. It was. <laughs> oh, my goodness sakes. Absolutely. But, yes, listen, uh, XIQ um, what a phenomenal product. You know, I think we're all struggling. We've talked about this before with the ability and the need to keep up with the pace of our lives, right? The pace of what we're doing. Uh, there's so much information. We know we have that, that burden that if we don't keep current with what the, the massive flow of information is, we're going to be left behind. XIQ is a phenomenal product, and I don't say that lightly. It is a phenomenal product on your iPhone that does magic for you. It gives you the confidence and the feed. I found, very honestly, since I've been using it, it's the best feed I've ever had of every piece of information that's important to me in my personal life and in my business life. I simply love this app. 
So this is this is kind of like that product uh, who works at or something like that where we plug in a, a particular company and we get a lot of data and information as to what's going on. Not at all. Not at Not all. Not at all. We, okay. No. What, what it's what what it really is is and I you know it's a, it's an iPhone app only. Okay. It's not on Android yet, but I'm sure they'll eventually get there. But what's happening here is is. It gives you a screen. It's using the full power of your iPhone, your your smartphone screen, and it gives me categories, first of all. So I can look like an index, and it's very visual, and I don't know if the, the viewers can even see it, but it you all you do is you scroll through the category. So as an example, here's one uh, that's called ExecBuzz. Let me just give you an example. I have a series of, of information coming from top news, exec buzz, sales gurus, companies, and I pick which companies, by the way, which industries I want, new products and services in my feeds. So those are the big clumps of data. But let's say within each one of those, let's say that I'm looking at the exec buzz. Right. Then I simply scroll and I'm looking at all sorts of information. I'm looking about uh, a lot of the conversation right now about what's going on at Twitter. Stock dropped, obviously a lot of issues there. Mm-hmm. If I scroll down, I can look at companies as an example, and I can see that iPhone 6S or 7 is coming, super strong. I can look through all the information Yahoo shares. Um, I can look at industry news. Th- the thing is, it's customizable. So each of us has industries, companies, people, execs, and even our personal news that we want to see. The, the one I like, and I mean, it, it's just to give you an example, I'm a sales guy. So on this app, it has something called sales gurus. And they have fed in people that based on their criteria, so I'm looking here and it has something from Carlos Hidalgo. It has something from Butch Bila. And it takes the feeds and the Twitter streams from the people that they classify as sales gurus, and it's right on my screen. So as a sales guy, I'm looking through my day, and right now I'm looking at something under sales gurus from Jeff Sheehan. Failure right. is not the opposite of success. So, I mean, there's so much here, but um, as we talked about, and you mentioned, a part of this is when you get past your general categories, I can drill down deep into the companies that are important to me, that I'm either selling to or I want to sell to, or maybe I own stock in, whatever it might, maybe my own company. And that information from all across the web is being fed right to my smartphone, right? So, so yeah, so it's like a targeted data stream. I mean, is, is that a good way of saying it? Yeah, that's a great way of saying it, actually. So, so I, I want certain kinds of information about certain market sectors or certain things going on in the economy. I want to be the guy that when I walk in to see a client, I'm up to speed. I know what's happening to the minute. I know what's happening inside their organization. I'm checking my iPhone before I walk in the door, and I've got what I need. Absolutely. And, and what's really, as I said, what really stands out for me with my experience with XIQ is it is, it is the most fresh, the most current, the most right now things as they break on the wire, they're showing up on my phone. This isn't stuff that's yesterday's news. It's kind of been formulated, gathered up, or curated. It's live feeds coming from all of these sources, all on your little iPhone. It's just, it's an amazing app that I've had really a lot of fun with. Even on the weekends when I'm not doing business work, I'm just enjoying life. There's information flowing. I have one of my track is the Seahawks. I want to know 
What's going on? What's going on with trades? What's going on with injury reports? What's the forecast for next week's game? All of that I picked out, and now it flows into my app on XIQ on my phone. And so there, it's it's not like you know there's not those kinds of standalone products that are out there. I mean, theoretically, we could take uh, just Twitter and follow people's Twitter streams, but you're talking about aggregating a tremendous amount of surface data and, and, and those sources and bringing them into one platform. Absolutely. Well, it, And what's really unique, there's other tools out there, Flipboard and others, that kind of aggregate, uh, they curate the tools, the information, but usually it's very dated. It could be up to a, a 24 hours old. What I really like about this is if I'm walking into a customer, and I know on the blog, if you go to Fill the Funnel, there's a post on it that was out a couple days ago, and I use the example of Tim Cook. When I'm looking at the Apple, I'm going into Apple, I want to sell them something, I'm going into a meeting, let's say, and I'm looking at the information for Apple. Then I go, say, let me see what's going on with Tim Cook. I touch Tim Cook, it brings up two. It brings up the profile of Tim Cook, so I can look at all the background if I want a quick refresher. Or the next tab is I can look at all the late-breaking news. What's he said? What's the press saying? What are the analysts saying? What's the market conditions? What's the stock doing? And I, I use him just as an example mm-hmm. because now I can have every piece of information as fresh and as current as I could ever have all on my phone. You know, it's absolutely amazing to me to think that there are salespeople that walk into calls uninformed. How is that even possible in this day and age? It won't be for long because they'll be doing something else. Yeah, they'll be doing something else. Hey, it's a fantastic product. Tell, tell us how we get it. Um, you can go to XIQ, XIQ.io, and that's the site for the company. If you want to get some special deals, some extra training, and some uh, extra value, just go to XIQ.io slash fill the funnel, and you'll get a special offer from uh, the team over there that they're offering for all of uh, the people that come to us from fill the funnel on the show. Hey, he's Miles Austin. Every week he joins us for the X's and O's segment. We draw it up on the chalkboard. We give you some tools and some ideas that you can use. going to make your life easier, more productive, more efficient. And uh, frankly, a lot of these tools are right out on the front edge. Miles is affiliated with these. He finds them before anybody else does, and he becomes a part of them. This is one you want to add to your quiver of tools that you use because nothing it, like I like to tell salespeople miles all things being equal typically the person with the best information wins a deal absolutely well and you know it's funny we need to do it if you don't you will be doing something else if you want to retire next year then don't bother but you've got to have something and what's nice is you can get this app and not have four or five other apps and switching between them all yeah, that, that's a great close. Hey, look, you can buy my product or not buy my product, but what I can tell you is that if you don't, you probably ought to start looking for a new job. Yeah, uh, even it's not my product. I was yeah. listening to Oren. Right, right, right. Miles Austin, you can find him at fillthefunnel.com. Follow him on Twitter at Miles Austin. Hey, that's going to do it uh, for this episode of Biz Locker Radio, show number 67 in the can. If you've joined us on Blab, great to have you. And uh, next week, much more of the same great stuff coming. Jeffrey James, the Inc. columnist, will join us. The week after that, we're going to take the, the Monday off. Hey, uh, great to have you, Miles, and thanks for being here. Special thanks to Oren Clough. He'll be back with us. I can promise you I'm going to get him back on the show. We'll spend a lot more time talking about sales with him. Special thanks to Nick Marple, our engineer. Brandy Jackson is our producer. And that's going to do it for Biz Locker Radio, presented by the Business Locker Room. We'll see you next week. 
Thanks for tuning in to Biz Locker Radio with Kelly Riggs. For more compelling interviews and cutting-edge business content, make sure you join us here again next week. Biz Locker Radio airs every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and 3 p.m. Central Time on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information, visit bizlockerradio.com. Remember, business is a competition. Play to win. Biz Locker Radio is presented by the Business Locker Room. All rights reserved. Opinions expressed by guests on the show may not be the opinions of Business Locker Room Incorporated.